Hi everyone, and welcome back to a new podcast here. All the way, uh, we have Nancy in the UK. And Nancy, thank you for taking the time. It's good, to, good to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you too. Thank you for having me. I mean, like at least like last time we were, you know, in Sevilla, you know, a little bit warmer, warmer area, and uh, you know, we had a very interesting panel at at that time and i think like you know we're obviously following a little bit around the guidelines of of that sort of like you know panel in today's taste today's topic but before we dive into this very important topic you know which you know is sort of like a hot topic these days and probably you know as you're familiar with uh, i think it would be good uh, you know for your for everyone here nancy if you share a little bit about your background a little bit about what you do at umbrella analytics and and so forth so all our viewers and listeners can get a little bit better sense of who you are sure okay so um yeah i'm the founder and ceo of umbrella analytics and we use um data analytics and machine learning and natural language processing to help companies improve diversity and inclusion. So we help them to understand where there might be bias in their organisations. We help them to understand how to communicate more inclusively and how to really tackle some of the underlying structural inequalities that that we all know and you know are in society and that's really been a hot topic as you say over the past few months with black lives matter and the impacts of covid for everyone and all of those things so this is like very much in people's minds at the moment (laughs) for sure um so yeah so we help them to do that um my background is that i come from uh, a career in publishing i worked in publishing for about 20 years um and then i left to and the startup, so here I am today. <laughs> you you kind of like you, you know saw a problem and just you know kind of like jumped jumped on it and you yeah, know, I think pretty you, much. <laughs> I think you you guys have been you know understanding a lot of like you know the challenges uh, you know that the industry is facing in that regard, and obviously you know that's that's usually how uh, those those startups comes comes to life mm-hmm. you know similar to ours you know different different industry but you know we, we yeah. saw a gap and a challenge that had to be solved but just speaking a little bit about you know challenges and and like what what has been some of the typical challenges you have seen you know in regards to you know creating a diverse workplace because obviously you know it's it's not just you know straightforward you know line of doing things and i think you know also like helping i guess like educating you know those organizations about okay that's actually you know what is the current situation and and yeah if you could just share a little bit about like what kind of you know typical challenges you've been facing and seeing on your road so far yeah i mean i think there's there's a lot of challenges but i think there's a couple of things that come up um, right often with organizations one of which is often the people at the top of the organization don't necessarily see the problem right. um, because they're successful. They've reached, you know, they've reached to be the CEO or whatever they yeah, might be. Yeah. And actually they, they think the organization is pretty good, right. but people lower in the organization see a different thing, which is, you know, they can't get the promotion or, you know, they find it difficult to get jobs, that kind of thing. Right. So often there's like a bit of educating of the leadership team to say you know, right, this right. is this is real for your employees this is a real issue yeah um so that's often like the first challenge right i think what we then see as well is like it's quite difficult to undo 
the legacy that organizations and industries have. Um, yeah. So we'll have people say, well, you know, there just aren't many good female candidates in this industry, or right. there aren't many good, um, you know, ethnic minorities applying for roles here and things. So, right. so there, there's kind of like a pipeline problem that goes yeah. back into history and, and, you know, it's quite, it takes time to undo those problems. Yeah. So I guess I see those things quite a lot. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, like, you know, obviously, you know, uh, speaking from like a sport industry perspective, you know, it's, it's you know, pr pretty clear and pretty common being a very male dominated industry. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. as well, also the sport industry has a lot to learn of open, you know, those doors and, and opportunities. And I think obviously already they're, they've been taking a lot of initiatives in order to, you know, help, help doing that with like, you know, leadership women football and, and, you know, women in sports tech and, you know, other organizations that obviously, you know, try to emphasize of, you know, and, and even us, you know, it's, we're about, you know, creating equal opportunities regardless of, you know, yeah. gender and ethnicity. And it, it's all about, you know, what kind of value that, that you can provide. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot to learn there, but I think a lot of the steps too, as, as you talked about, is like educating and understanding that it's a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think we're definitely seeing like, a lot more conversation about all of these issues i mean across all sectors but you know in sport as well like in the uk um we've had a lot of discussion about why there isn't more um why there aren't more women racing in formula one for example yeah. like which right. actually you know theoretically anybody should be able to do as long as right. they've got driving skills and things like right. that so i think you know there's a long way to go so we get yeah. to loads of women driving formula one cars but you know the conversations are happening People are educating themselves. People sure. are trying to understand the problems, and I think that's a really good start. But I think you also need to understand, you know, uh, that that you know, it's not just an overnight, you know, kind of like thing. You know, it is. It will take time because. But but what I see as well, and I mean, like of course, like that's where you and us and other players. I mean, like you obviously doing, you know, more directly than than us in a sense, but. But I think like, you know, speaking of sort of like our generation and, and younger generation, uh, you know, I see a much more open and, yeah. you know, uh, acceptable community of like, again, it's not about, you know, uh, these, these kind of elements, but like, you know, what, what kind of person you are. So, so like, you know, yeah. more about what's inside and, and, and focusing on what kind of value that you can provide. And I think, I think we're in sort of like this, uh, you know, changing environment, which is obviously why, you know, things are coming more and more up. Is, is that just out of like, kind of like a follow-up, like, uh, obviously you've been speaking with a lot of organizations, probably, you know, some young leaders, probably some old leaders. Have you seen like any, any difference, you know, in terms of like how they, you know, perceive this challenge and, and. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right. I think that like, younger people that I speak to are much more transparent and much more accepting in the way that you've described. And, and perhaps that's because, right. you know, we've grown up or they've grown up in a very digitally connected world right? Um, in a way that perhaps, you know, like my parents' generation yeah. didn't really travel abroad very much, for example, right. things like that. So, you know, right. there was a chance that you might not meet people from different ethnicities or different countries. Whereas now, because people are very connected across the globe right. uh, and, you know, internet communities can form across all sorts of different dimensions. Um, I think there is more acceptance. And I also think 
there's more transparency. Yeah. Um, so when I speak to younger employees and things, they're very open about, you know, what they earn, what they want to earn, what their right. ambitions are, what they right. expect out of their career. Whereas perhaps I, when I was growing up, I was always taught more to be keep that stuff a bit more private, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. have your own plan, but don't necessarily talk about it. And I think that is a shift that we're seeing. And of course, yeah. the more the more people enter the workforce with those attitudes, the harder it is for the people at the top to resist that, if you like. Right, um, right. Because, the, you know, the numbers are changing and the demographics sure. are changing, so. Sure, and for those of you that kind of like, you know, I don't know, jumping in, uh, you know, at some point I know like we have like these little like running like Facebook Live and like um, YouTube Live when we, when we release those, but we're kind of like talking about the importance of a diverse workplace and, you know, obviously touching a little bit about like how this is also impacting the sport industry because obviously that's the industry we love. Um, you know, Nancy, you know, you, you, you've been, I dragged you into sports. <laughs> I, I, several I think like, I mean, like, I think you're starting to get like a little bit into, you know, you know, the, I'm the sorry, you, you're convincing me that it's an interesting <laughs> industry. <laughs> That's great. I mean, like it is though. You can't deny the fact that it's a. It impacts a lot of people. You know, it like, impacts a lot of people, and that's very interesting. And I think, particularly when you think about, like, some of the big conversations around race and things, which have emerged from the sports world, whether right. it's like Serena Williams in tennis, or whether it's yeah. Colin Kaepernick in NFA, right. and you know, these are these are big powerful figures that have a lot of impact and I think right. that's really really powerful actually so I think it is a really it does impact a lot of people and it's a really interesting it does, way to to get these debates out in the open right and it does showcase how important sport is not only you know from you know what they're doing on the field but from like spreading a message spreading you know equality and and diversity yeah. you know in in general you know so I think I think the athletes itself has a very powerful role and you know that sh yeah. people should not take you know for granted and not not the players and athletes uh, themselves yeah. as well but going a little bit back to like you know obviously our our question and i think you know there's a lot of people that uh you know a lot of our listeners are are kind of young you know and maybe don't know exactly you know um you know why is that work like having a diverse workplace important and and kind of like how can you and i think also an interesting thing is like how can you build a proper strategy around this implementation and what what i mean about that is essentially you know you've seen a lot of examples of people like okay yeah we're going to be more diverse and then you know the, mm -hmm. there's no structure to it you know so you yes. sound like do it just because you know it looks good on the numbers but not necessarily you know like again what we talk a lot about is like who is the best fit you know for yeah. for the organization regardless of you know sort of like you know you you know you just don't hire like you know a man or a woman or whatever it is mm -hmm. based on that you know you should there should be a complex you know total element of like who can provide you the most you know value so like what is yeah. uh just just like sharing a little bit about like why is this important and and kind of like how you can build it a proper strategy around that yeah i mean i think like we've talked like obviously about the kind of social justice side of this and like the yeah. kind of moral reasons why this is important but it it's important in businesses as well because diversity of thought brings you know better decision making better innovation better agility and right. like if we've learned anything over the past few months you know across the globe it's that yeah. those those things are really important <laughs> to make businesses sustainable so 
you know, it's it's important because it's the right thing to do and everybody should have those equality of opportunities and, and outcomes in particular, but also, you know, there are business benefits to it. Yeah. But you're right, I think often organisations will say, oh yes, we want to do more about this. Right. And they, they, you know, they tell a good story about that, but actually when you look at the organisation and people's experience of it, it's, it's rather different. Right. So what we do is really encourage organizations to look at their data. And that doesn't just mean like numbers in a spreadsheet, um, although that's important too, like who, who is in the organization and how diverse is that and how represented do people feel at all levels. So not just, you know, do you have women in the organization, but are they at all levels? Do right. you have um, people of different ethnicities at all levels? Because often that's not the case, you know, people right. get stuck. Yeah. Um, but also looking at data in terms of language, you know, unstructured data. How do you talk about the organization? How do you talk about your employees? What are your values? Yeah. All of those things are really important. Um, and often I think companies think they can just kind of put a diversity statement on their website and that's enough. Right. But like we're very good at humans as kind of sensing what people really mean. Yeah, like yeah. there's what they say and there's what they mean and we're very good at that we do it very intuitively and i think we're very good at seeing through those things we say well yeah. that you know just putting a statement up when you're doing all of these things and i can't right. see anyone who looks like me in the leadership team and i can't get promoted and you know i experience yeah. you know microaggressions regularly right. that aren't challenged and things you know that's right. the gap that we try to get people to close yeah um so it's not just about you know, doing some big initiative and having a pride event right. and having a right. Black Lives Matter event. Those are great things to yeah. do. Like, don't sure. get me wrong, but you have to back it up. Yeah, um, but that's, I, I totally agree with that. And that's why I brought up the question too, because I think, you know, when that's going back a little bit to the hype, you know, around, you know, uh, you know, the diversity element and like uh, Black Lives Matter and, and all of these initiatives, right, where everyone is like, like I talked to a lot of, you know, friends and we're not going to, you know, spread out too much uh, on this, but, but, you know, like, you know, everyone talked about like, kind of like, okay, yeah, you posted that black square, you know, on Instagram and like, you know, yeah. so many people that did it. And I, I honestly, I was, wasn't one of them that did it, but for me, it's like, yeah, but like how many of those like that did that black square actually, you know, care, you know, like be, besides that, you know, like, yeah if it's just that black sphere like what does it mean and of course like we're yeah. not going to dive into like every person's you know opinion about this but it, it's kind of like it goes back to you like you know talking about like backing up you know yeah. what you're saying and what you stand for and i think you know for us too it's like we're very clear about what we stand for and mm -hmm. how we can help and contribute you know and what is important for us looking into the future the beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph or not. Being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step. Sport in Global is a digital network for sports jobs. It gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are, regardless of gender, nationality, and experience. Our AI system matches up talent with human resources. 
Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs, so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. SportIn Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction. Sign up to Sport in Global. Sport in Global, the best way to enter the sports industry. And we also got to understand our role, you know, of like what is our, you know, position and what is our responsibility. And for us, you know, in sports as well, like wanting to be the leading, you know, recruitment platform in the sport business industry, it's clear that, okay, like how do we represent, you know, the upcoming generation, the future of the industry. And for us, it's, it's about creating equal, equal opportunities, you know, regardless. And, and that's pretty clear for us. And we want to stand behind that. And that's, we're doing initiatives to stand behind that too. So I, I think it, as you said, it's like people need to be very, um, you know, clear about their, their up, like what they stand behind and, and work, you know, on those premises. Yeah, I lost you a little bit there, but um, <laughs> I, think you, I think you were talking about yeah, your position in that. In that right. So. Well, I mean, you'll do like a rewrap and then you can uh, uh, just cut this, this part. Uh, I got I to gotta find it after. But uh, what was the last thing you said? And I can dive. dive uh, so you were talking about like how you're trying to understand your position and how you can bring diversity into, yeah, yeah. into what you do. Yeah, that yeah. was where I cut well, off. I'll, uh, I'll, that's, that's easy to jump in again. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, like just looking at what, you know, as you talk about, like how every company needs to like, you know, back up what they're saying and not just, you know, oh, we're doing diversity as, as a word and as a nice sentence and, you know, that, that they put words behind, like they, they put actions behind their words. And for us, mm -hmm. you know, being the, wanting to become the leading recruitment platform for the sport business industry and, you know, helping the upcoming generation of leaders. And it's very key for us that we're, you know, fighting for equal opportunities and we're, you know, showcasing that we're actually doing things in order to, to, to actually make that, you know, accomplish. Mm -hmm. But we've been very true on this, like since day one that, okay, this is what we stand for. And this is like, you know, this is based on the partnerships we do. This is based on, you know, uh, some of the initiatives we do. And I think, uh, you know, the sport industry, um, you know, even if, they have been a little bit behind when it comes to as well like you know being a very male dominated industry i think uh now more than ever you know like i'm not saying you know there's there's a way to go because there are but i think uh you're seeing more and more of a change and which goes back again to like you know how are we you know being open and transparent and and again like it's about the value that you bring you know, that, that's what it comes, comes down to. And uh, who are you as a person? And again, as you, you touched a little bit upon values, how are we, you know, mapping out, you know, someone's values up to the organization's value so you can get people again that can provide value in the best mm -hmm. possible way. And, and for us, like, we, we don't care 
you know what you are what your purposes <laughs> are like all we care about is like what is the value that you can provide us and do you fit into like how we're thinking what we stand behind and i i, I won't say I, I mean like and this is sort of like more of a personal preference but i think there will always be some sort of um like there will always be some sort of like difference like there will never be like a 50 50 split like mm -hmm. in my head like i see like there were maybe be like a couple here where it's like 60 40 and the other way maybe like 40 60 the other way like yeah. it's just like there would be like some natural fluxation you know in this yeah. space and i think people need to realize that too and not just oh it's always going to be 50 50 because i don't like that mindset i like people need to think it, it will be some ups and downs here on, on the scale but yeah. as much as you try to like balance it out of again who are the most and best suitable candidate and how can you help your organization to have those ranges of people but that can provide the value you know that is that is in the organization i just want to hear kind of like your thought process on on this uh because i know it's been a very sort of like oh it should be this percentage and this and this uh you know sort of way yeah i mean i think you're right i think like the you know the world is complex and you know it's not going to be straightforward right even if we wanted to for us yeah. to just say we need 50 50 men and women or we need you know x percent um ethnic minorities or whatever it might right. be but i think like you're right it's about the mindset it's about understanding that people can bring value to your organization regardless of their background right. and their history you know their sort of personal history and that's where we see the, the problems in the past which have been very much like um you know oh you went to the same university as me so you must be the right person right for the job, right? right and that's how you get you know the kind of old boys right. network at the top or whatever yeah. and yeah. i think it's that shift to saying okay what what are we missing out on here like right just because we're insisting that people should have gone to this university or, or have this kind of background right um and then yeah like the numbers don't you know in a sense don't matter if you created that environment um, right because everybody should be in that conversation i think it's about helping people to see where they've put those barriers in or they've taken those actions which have prevented other people having that opportunity yeah. even though they might be equally or even potentially more <laughs> capable yeah, yeah, yeah. of bringing value to the organization so that's what i try to focus on is what are those barriers that people yeah. face and how do we try to remove those and give them right opportunity to get to the top in the way that maybe they haven't always right. had and, and, um, and then it's up to the individual right you know they right. if they're great at the job then hopefully we can build a world where that gets rewarded <laughs> um, i mean like in, in theory you know and, and i think more and more in practice you will you will see that but i mean like every organization is different every organization has their ways of doing things and i think like there will always be like this uh, sort of gap but I think uh, as we talk about like in the in the future too like with the upcoming generation there's there's a lot more openness and transparency which which will create like kind of yeah. like the premises of what is what is a natural thing you know in in, in the yeah. industry moving forward and I don't know barriers in sports too because it's sort of like touch upon which is sort of like a big issue in sports is that uh, you know it's very typical to hire people that you know you know sort yeah. of like out of like it's an easy route you know to go around uh, yeah. because obviously the industry is sort of small right it's it, it's a small industry nonetheless if it's super global uh it's still a very niche and small industry and and uh, the problem there is that you're like 
you know, you can have, and we talk a lot of, you know, organizations and people around this too, where, you know, they just hire, you know, someone's, you know, brother or, you know, yeah. someone, of <laughs> someone, you know, that they know because it's, a, it's fast and it's easy. And I, yeah. and again, I asked the same question, how do you know they're the best person for the job? They don't, yeah. you know, they, they honestly, yeah. they don't. And this has been a huge issue in sports. And I think also like, like helping breaking that barrier of like, yeah. take the time now to actually, you know, make sure that you get the best candidate because also like you know as you know like it's 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 expensive to hire the wrong person yeah <laughs> right exactly now more more than ever you know you, yeah. most, most organizations can't can't afford hiring the wrong people so i, th I think yeah. um you know in the situation we are and everything going on i think people will be more open for it and obviously there's a change and a barrier that has to change you know both in the sporting scene and in general level yeah but yeah uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think, I think that's really true. And I think, um, you know, people in the past, we've often, people have often taken the easy route when they're recruiting. Right. So like you say, like, or maybe oh, my brother or my cousin or, right. you know, someone that you know, someone that I know could do this job. A friend and of all a friend. it takes yeah. is that, yeah, friend of a friend, right? And as you say, all it takes is that change in mindset to say, maybe that, maybe the easy route is not the best route. Right. Maybe I just need to spend a little bit more time find yeah. a good range of candidates you know which right. is not impossible to do it no, just takes not. you making that decision as an individual right. to go i'm not just going to hire like the friend of a friend because right. it's easy i'm going to take that time do a bit of thinking try to be a bit more proactive and right. that's the change that i think we need to see and i think we are seeing right but it's also about like you know what, like and I think like obviously that's why like tools like ours and yours you know are coming into place too because obviously we want to help mm -hmm you know, officiate those sign up processes so you can continue doing what you're doing, but we're just helping you a little bit on the road of, you know, yeah, making that exactly. smart decision, whether that's, it's obviously for understanding your, your diversity data and like working on that. And then from our side, of course, like helping you recruiting those kind of people, you know, in your, yeah. in your organization. Yeah. Uh, and when we're talking about recruitment, I, obviously we, we, we've been talking a little bit about this before. And I think this is sort of like a new, Thing for a lot of people and probably it's very hard to spot you know in general uh and i mean like even even for us you know like working on this uh, you know it's it's not easy and sometimes you know you just kind of like you know go at off it that's very natural you know but talking a little about keywords you know and metrics in in job descriptions um, yeah. like what are what are some ways to create a more how can i say like open for all <laughs> open for all yeah. job description and i think you need to explain a little bit of like what we're actually talking about here so yeah people sure understand so yeah so a lot of the work that we do is looking at how to optimize job descriptions to appeal to the widest possible range of candidates and, right. and what that really involves is looking at the language right um so we have a lot of research there's a lot of research around how different language can attract um men and women differently right um so by changing the language changing the language you can change the demographic of people who would be interested in that role right um and the same is also true with with some um social mobility and ethnicity um there are certain types of language which can be which can create a barrier right. for people um and what so what we try to do is analyze that language and say if you just change this a little bit it's a right. small nudge but it will just open up 
that possibility because what we what we what we see in organizations is they say we just don't get the candidates like people don't apply right. for the job who are women or people don't apply for the job who are from an ethnic minority background and we say well there must be a reason for that right? right those people are out there so let's look at the way you're advertising your role and try to understand yeah what it is that's stopping people even applying because you can do great things like with how you select people and yeah, yeah. interview process and all those things but if they're not even coming in the pipe right right from the start you know you, then, then a, you're missing a, out on that talent so yeah. so we really look at that job advert and job description as the interface between right. the organization and the people they want to attract For so sure. we help them to look at their language so you know things like um talking about um being a leader there are ways that you can talk about leadership that will make people to, to feel that they have those qualities and yeah. there are ways that you can talk about leadership which will make women feel actually that's that feels quite masculine and i'm not yeah. sure that i'm that right. person sort of thing um and looking at things like you know trying not to use jargon trying not to use like acronyms trying not to use kind of like those terms that people in the industry know about but people yeah. outside maybe don't because again you think well i don't know what that means maybe i can't do this job and actually right. probably it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we do, that's what we do. And we look at like the length of your job description. We look at how many requirements you have. So, you know, what we right. tend to find is when people recruit, they, they will say, here's all the things I need. And it'll yeah. be like this massive sort of laundry list. <laughs> right, right, right. And when you question them, really there's three or four things that they really need. Right. And then there's lots of things that they like or that they're used to having. Or yeah. They've just put in because it sounds good, like right. being organized or whatever it might be. In many cases, they have like, you know, just a standard PDF, right? Of like yeah. information that they always done, you know, which is like, yeah, yeah you, you just change like the date of it and maybe like, exactly yeah. and then you repost it, you know, like, which yeah. is obviously like, why, why we're doing what we're doing on the job posting side too. But yeah. I mean, like, I think it would be interesting, like, do you, like, if you could just bring up like some like key words, like key examples of like, what is like some typical mistakes like that people i just said it obviously general like based yeah. on what will be sort of like you know uh some words that that people like you know uh, you know would will look at a little bit differently you know and that you can change to make it more yeah more. so i mean there are quite a lot of words like um dynamic and yeah. um aggressive aggressive you see a lot in kind of sales roles right. like right. aggressive chasing of sales targets yeah um and like obviously we understand what that means but it's yeah. a very masculine kind of word so if right. you can say you know i don't know challenging or stretching sales targets or yeah we're passionate about hitting our sales targets that's a yeah. very different sure feel, yeah, yeah, right? yeah 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 um so aggressive i see a lot and i always i always pick up on that myself yeah yeah um, and then things about um you know sort of directing people rather than talking about say supporting people or empowering people to do their job um, right that, again that's quite it feels quite yeah. different it's yeah, talking yeah. about the same thing like management right. and leadership but right it's talking about it in a different way yeah um, so you know there are just those small changes that you can make um yeah and also just talking about the company and what it does to support its employees i think companies often yeah. forget to talk about this 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like if you've got great policies for kind of working parents, or if you've got great policies for right. career development, you know, right. let people know about that. Right. What are the perks? Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think companies often undervalue that. They think that people are just looking at the salary, and of course, we look right. at the salary. But there's a lot yeah. of other things that might make you. I think also moving forward, right? It's like going back to like finding organization that fits you well. Whether that's mm-hmm. is also like you know, uh, you know, say you're you know you have a kid or you know something, right? And you you need like you know those kind of like do they have a good program for like helping you out with that or you know, what it, yeah. what it might be. So I, th- I think that's a really, you know, valid point. I think people, you know, understands that a lot and, you know, working, coming from like, you know, the sport industry with like ticket sales and like, you know, especially in the US, we like, you know, 70, 80 calls per day. And you're like, you know, gonna, you know, you know, the American sales, sales yeah. industry, <laughs> pretty, pretty rough. And I think there's maybe a, like a lot to learn from that because you also see like, there's a, like, especially in sales too, there's like probably like, and I'm not going to say like, you know, percentage, but there's a very high percentage of, of male vices. Yeah. Women yeah. there, uh, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. Because you also like, as you say, you track what kind of people are you attracting, you know, with the description of what you're, uh, yeah. how you're approaching it. So I think that's a very, very valid point. I think there's something to, to think about there. Um, and that's more of a like a knowledge piece, right? Because I mean, like, it's not easy, even if your mindset, you know, might be, you know, in, in the right sense, like, uh, you know, you're kind of like just used to writing it that mm. sort of way. So you just don't, don't think about it uh, as, as like how you can make it a little bit more, you know, uh, yeah, how you can, again, like synonyms, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and again, that's like where for us the technology comes in because right. because it is hard, right? And right. like you said, you've written maybe this job description a hundred times or, you know, ten right. times or whatever. So you're just kind of like, you know, right. reiterating what you always say. And, and that's why we use the technology to just have a really easy check that says, okay, here's some things that maybe you could just slightly change. You know, two right. or three words and it makes it will make a difference, you know, yeah. so like trying, trying to use the technology to kind of overcome that, um, right. I think is an advantage oh, that sure. we have today. But, but, well, you know. that's, that's the beauty of uh, technology, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're about to wrap up and, you know, it, I think we could, you know, talk, talk a lot about, you know, this, this kind of topic. It's, it's very interesting. And, you know, I obviously have like my own sort of opinions and, and things to related to the sport industry too, but um you just, just kind of like as a final step here like what do you what do you what steps do you see like companies can do today you know to start creating i i like a diverse workplace what is like what are some of the things you can kind of like start with you know to kind of like get yeah. rolling absolutely and i think um i think that's a really important question because it can feel like a really big problem yeah and i always right. say to my customers just let's take the first step you know, right. we're not going to change the world to, on day one, but you've right. made a step and that's important. And right. I think recruitment is a really good place to start because the reason I say that is because you can't fix the organization unless you fix the pipeline, right? right. Because you can't right. go into your organization and say, oh my God, we've got loads of like middle-aged white men. We better stack them all. You can't do that. Right. And it wouldn't no. be right to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's also true, right? Like you can't just yeah. tell me it's like, oh, let us 
cut like half the organization. Yeah, and like you know, that's just not practical. So, right. so it's about thinking like, how do you tackle the issues from the from the front of the pipeline? But also, I think the thing with recruitment is, if you're a company that's recruiting quite regularly, like yeah. maybe you're a company of a few hundred employees or something like that. Right. That's a change that you could make right now. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's not going to take months, yeah. you know, because as soon as as soon as a new job requisition or whatever comes through, you can make that decision to to handle that differently. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really like if you're struggling to know where to start, that's a really good place, I think. But I mean, like, okay, just I I like I gotta apply this into sports though, because I mean, like in general, like the sports organization are quite small i mean like obviously we have like like the 49ers and everything like 3000 yeah. staff right and like you have even like you know looking at the warriors and it's funny right because they're like oh we're a small organization and there were like 250 people and we're like you know we're like yeah that's not small that's but <laughs> like, you know if you look at you know this sort of level right where you have like you know like if you look at a typical sports organization in Norway, like you have, you know, maybe like, you know, uh, you know, like one full-time employee and then sort of like, you know, volunteers and coaches mm -hmm. and like, you know, people that are helping out. And I think like, even for them, like, where do you, like, how do you start? Right. Because maybe you don't recruit as much and you just like, mm -hmm. but as you still want to like showcase that, and more than ever, you know, like how important sports is for inclusion and diversity mm -hmm. and how important it is. And like also showcasing that as an organization, what do you like, what do you think like directly for like more smaller or like, what can they do, you know, in order to showcase that we are open for all, we are, you know, kind of like this, we're, we are trying to create a diverse workplace here. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's a really interesting question. And I think um, the same sort of thinking applies to things like volunteers and right. um, you know like the ecosystem around right. that so even if you're a, like a small sports team you will have volunteers who are like maybe providing stewardship or like i don't know refereeing right. or whatever it might yeah, be yeah. again like the same questions kind of apply like yeah. how do you reach those people is there a way that you could reach different people and encourage them to to like volunteer or to be part of the organization or to join the fan yeah. club or whatever it might be right. um right. and i think the same you know it's the same mindset it's just not a, a recruitment process in the same yeah. way but it's yeah. still about who are you reaching so i would say like whether you've got like three people or 300 yeah if those three people are all the same yeah right then you know you need to question whether you're reaching enough people and and the answer might be yes but yeah. you need to ask the question you need to say have yeah. we done enough to reach different communities right. you know have we do we just go to the same places to find our volunteers or do we just you know right. do we just always reach the same people and if you don't do we use the friend of a friend strategy or do we actually you know <laughs> exactly or do we actually back? go out and, and you know there's lots of ways to do outreach you know going into schools going into yeah. you know other organizations and just reaching people who maybe hadn't thought that that was something they could do that's what you right. want you want yeah. someone who goes oh i didn't know i could do that that right. sounds great i'd love to do that um and you know that's whatever you're recruiting whether it's volunteers right. or whether it's you know, yeah. fans or whether it's sponsors or whatever you know that's still a conversation you can have i think uh, absolutely and, and i think you know uh you know with with that i think it makes sense to sort of like you know wrap up for, for for today uh we i mean like i think we're sort of like i don't know if we will have like any like you know 
final remarks sort of like as a conclusion of what we're coming out of this conversation but I think like for for us in in sports is that you know I, I think you know it's it's you obviously you know look at your recruitment is sort of like as as the first sort of like step because that's essentially where it where it begins like where do you where do you get your people from like how do you use you know and, and spend the time and you like utilizing like resources like obviously you know ourselves to like where we're focusing on helping you find you know the most suitable candidates based on what you're looking for and you know that that might be a a woman or it might be a man or it might be from you know some sort of you know ethnicity group and like i know like at the end it doesn't really matter right what matters is like what kind of value they can provide and i think you just got to be open for you know understanding that and be open for okay how can we create you know great ecosystem inside our organization that has a uh, you know positive and and future minded mindset very minded yeah. at a word here but you know you get my point um <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean like that that's the way i see it i don't know nancy like if you want to like just like from your side uh where yeah it is. yeah i think i think that's exactly right and i think like whatever organization you are whatever challenges and constraints you have like if you make that mindset change yeah then you can start to resolve those problems and some of them will take time and you know yeah. some of them will be more difficult than others but it's making that decision to say i'm not just going to do the, the easy thing right i'm going to actually think a little bit harder about whether i'm doing the best by the world and, and by my organization you right know, because you're right. missing out on people right <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? right These could be great people they could, they could. and they probably so, are they probably are yeah uh, so I think you're right. It's changing that mindset and yeah. saying, you know, every time we make a decision, let's just let's just challenge ourselves right. to say, have we really been, you know, have we put that thought in, or have we taken the easy option? Right. Um, and that's a decision anyone can make, right? That doesn't require sure. money. It doesn't require, you know, big resources. No, for sure. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's an individual accountability. Start right? with you, right? And I think like, it's so great that you're mentioning mindset because I mean, like, I think every sport organization, every sport professional out there can relate to mindset and how right. important yeah. <laughs> it is in sports yeah. in general, whatever you want to do. And of course, like obviously in general, but we're very sports focused here. And, and I mean, like, if you want to succeed, like it's about your mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think having that, you know, positive mindset as an organization and being open and understanding that, okay, what what am i doing what are the steps steps i'm taking how can i do those steps and yeah. you know having the positive mindset then a lot can change you know look at all your athletes that you're responsible exactly. for what it might be like with it if they didn't have the mindset they would not be where they are today you know? yeah so, and you've got you know you've got coaches and you've got people who know how to help people change their mindset right so like you i mean like resources, use them as a resource. you, know? you don't use that as a resource use your coach yeah. use your players to learn you know like yeah. about like why do they have the mindset that they have you know in terms of like you know how can you make your mindset better and yeah talk about that so uh, i i'm glad that you brought that up because it's <laughs> one of the most like sports related terms we can yeah no for sure so with that nancy i would like to you know obviously thank you for for taking the time it's been a pleasure you know talking with you about this very interesting topic i mean like we've been talking about this for 
I don't know, like a year and a half, you know, at this mm-hmm. this point. But uh, but it, I mean, like it never gets old, you know. Like it's always no. a lot to learn. <laughs> it's always a lot of fun stuff to to talk about and. And uh, yeah, I would like, as I said, thank you. Thank you once again, Nancy, for, for taking the time. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And with every video, we always finish with, this not kiss. What? <laughs> Which means I see you. We see you later in Norwegian. <laughs> oh, okay. What you said. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs>